Hey there, I'm Andrew Ainsworth, a proud supporter of Sword and Laser, thanks to Patreon.com. It's easy to set up, and what do you get out of it? Endless geeky bantering about the latest sci-fi and fantasy books. So if you want to help out, head over to Patreon.com slash Sword and Laser. Give a little, and get a lot of Veronica mispronouncing things. everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. No, this was not created by a large language model. Definitely not. How <laughs> Even, dare you? Ha, see, if, if they're going to pretend to be human, we can pretend to be them. Ha ha! Turnabout is fair we'll play. We'll show you. <laughs> and I spell play, P-L-A-I. My, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> uh, so we're not drinking, we're eating these days. Because you got to eat to live. We are eating these days. Got to eat to live. Although I did just finish season nine of Alone. Turns out you don't need to eat to live. <laughs> mm. What a hmm, what a twist! What a twist! <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> um, I love that show. Anyway, uh, so what are you eating, Tom? I had some vegetable tempura on the genius idea of my wife, who said as she came home from work, "You know what I want to eat? Tempura." So we bought some, and then we ate it, and it was delicious. And then you ate that. You ate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a veggie. We had one of those nights where, like, we just could not get our stuff together to make dinner in a yeah. reasonable time. Mm-hmm. We eat very early. We eat at like, we eat at five. Like we oh, wow. eat at five. That's like my dad in the seventies. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I am definitely your dad in the seventies. Um, cause the kid goes to bed at six. Yeah. So we have to like right? get it all in. Mm-hmm. And so like, we just didn't get stuff going in time. And, um, so we just went out to dinner. Uh, we went out for takeout Yeah, go, and we go got go like, um, went to our favorite place in town and we got like, I got like a veggie burger. Mm. We got spinach and artichoke dip. We got tomato bisque soup. Mm. We got tofu agadashi, agadashi tofu, which is like a weird thing that for some reason, this otherwise like very, you know, burger and fries place happens to serve. Wow. What is agadashi Um, tofu? I'm not, I'm not familiar. It's it's like, it's, it's almost like tempura tofu Uh with like, um, it's soft tofu. That's like lightly battered. Crispy fried. fried. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we ate. And um, I'm really full on my kind of a tummy ache now, but I'm all right. <laughs> Is it a tummy ache because you're so nervous about the quick burns? I don't think so. No, Generally, I don't get a lot of agita yeah. from the quick burn section so in it's particular. But. <laughs> We'll see how the rest of the episode goes. Let's jump into those quick burns. Jan let us know that the Philip K. Dick Award nominees have been announced. Uh, The winners won't be announced until April 7th, 2023 at NorwestCon 45. But here are the nominees. Arboreality by Rebecca Campbell. Widowland by C.J. Carey. Emir by Rich Larson. January 15th by Rachel Swirsky. The Legacy of Molly Southburn by Tade Thompson and The Extractionist by Kimberly Unger. 
Mm, and the winner will be announced April 7th, 2023 at NorwestCon45. It's almost like I said that. Did you say that at the beginning? I did. I'm, I, I know Jan wrote it at the end, but I, I said it earlier. Why did you switch it around? That mean I, I really like that it's like the closing, like you've read all the nominees and then you're like, this is going to happen. Yeah, these are this good. Date. These are good notes. I'll, I'll, good notes? I'll okay. These, I'll put these down. Uh, I was going to say, uh, usually the Philip K. Dick Awards are nominees that I've never heard of in a good way, in a like, oh, mm-hmm. this is cool. I got to check these people out. Maybe there's one or two. Uh, I know so many of these this year. There's still a couple I'm unfamiliar with, but but Rachel Swirsky, Tade Thompson, Rebecca Campbell, CJ Carey, I've heard of all of them. Very cool. Yeah. Congratulations to all the nominees. As we said, that's exciting. And that is just, you know, it's going to be upon us before we know it. The, the winter is starting. It's, it's, it's long, slow descent. Who am I kidding? It's, I live in Canada now. It's going to be cold until yeah. June. It's cold <laughs> Pretty sure. until June 12th. And then it, mm-hmm. uh, it warms up and then it cools down June 13th. That's how it goes. Uh, Deborah says Daniel O'Malley has just published his third book in the Cheque series titled Blitz, following, of course, The Rook, Sword and Laser Pick, and Stiletto. Uh, The book is set in two timelines, Great Britain during the German bombing of 1940 and present time. Lots more history of the Cheque, training techniques, and, of course, lots of strange supernatural powers. Oh, this gave me uh, vibes of the book... That's set in World War II with the superpowers. And Ian Tregellis? Yes, Ian Tregellis. The Milkweed. The Milkweed, the, the milkweed triptych. Triptych. Uh, this gave yeah. me that in the best way possible because I loved The Rook. Uh, and I liked that Stars series that they tried to do that didn't keep going. Yeah, what happened to that? It just Did, didn't catch on, canceled? I guess. canceled? Yeah. Oh, yeah. bummer. So, oh, well. um, so yeah, this sounds great. Uh, it might just get me, uh, to set aside some time to get back into the Sheke series. Jan Absolutely. also let us know that known genre fan, Stephen Colbert mm. is joining the walking dead author, Robert Kirkman in producing an adaptation mm. of Roger Zelazny's the Chronicles of Amber. Uh, According to Deadline, the story of Nine Princes in Amber follows Corwin, who awakens on Earth with no memory, but soon finds he is a prince of a royal family that has the ability to travel through different dimensions of reality, called Shadows, and rules over the one true world, Amber. The books have sold more than 15 million copies and are one of the inspirations for Game of Thrones, whose author Hmm. George R. Martin is a noted fan. Uh, Martin said in October that he will never understand why Corwin and his siblings are not starring in their own show. And hey, if epic fantasy continues to do well, maybe we will finally get that. And sounds like he's right. We might. Yeah. Very cool. That's exciting. I'm always going to be happy for for more fantasy on television. Give it to me. Gobble it up. Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Walking Mm -hmm. Dead uh, graphic novel author and uh, also... uh, part of that show a very long-running and successful show that's that's good uh colbert probably just the executive producing this because he's a fan and he can lend his promotional voice to it but that's not gonna hurt that's good so yeah kind of a wild card there that's one of those things in, that you do way. when you get successful you're like well, I, I can help fund this because i want it to happen and and i'm popular so if i talk about it people will hear about it so yeah it's good tamahome says invincible too and i don't know if He's saying that Stephen Colbert is invincible or if 
Kirkman. Oh, oh Kirkman, Kirkman wrote, also wrote Invincible. Invincible. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I was like, I didn't. I didn't know. And I didn't know it has become like, his an animated. Career is Invincible. Like, what are you saying? Invincible, I the see. graphic novel, has become an animated series that Kirkman is involved in. So that's another example of him taking printed words, in both cases his own, and turning them into TV shows. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, Jan says Book Riot has also released their list of top 20 must-read cozy fantasy novels from the Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Madana over uh, The Cat Who Saved Books by Sosuke Natsukawa and A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking by (laughs) T. Kingfisher to Root Magic by Eden Royce. I love a cozy novel. These are great. That's a big thing on... um, on on TikTok right now is like cozy cottage core book picks. Yeah. It's like, and I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm is that what you it. picked for February? It doesn't no. sound very cozy, actually. No, <laughs> no. Okay. Not not especially no. Uh Silvana pointed out that Chengdu World Con has announced new dates. Uh Chengdu World Con will happen October 18th through the 22nd of this year. Uh, at least according to Chengdu World Con's <laughs> Twitter. All right. Seems like a good source, uh, if there were to be any. Uh, Chris says, uh, Chris K says, otherwise winners announced uh, Sword and Laser Pick Light from Uncommon Stars uh, by Rika Aoki won, along with Soraland by River Solomon. Uh, the otherwise award, quote, celebrates science fiction, fantasy, and other forms of speculative narrative that expand and explore our understanding of gender. Yay! Uh, I'm so happy for Rika Aoki. Uh, that's so very cool. cool. Yeah. And River And Solomon, of course, both. a wonderful, wonderful novel. Mark says, turns out that the forthcoming Murderbot tale is a full length novel. Whoa. And the cover reveal was at tour.com. It's called System Collapse by Martha Wells, coming November 24th, 2023. November 24th, 2023. System Collapse. The Murderbot Diaries continue. I'm very pleased, I guess. <laughs> augmented humans, yeah. the uh the little the little uh quote uh from the blog post says am i making it worse i think i'm making it worse <laughs> everyone's favorite lethal sec unit is back following the events in network effect the bearish estranza corporation has sent rescue ships to a newly colonized planet in peril as well as additional sec units but if there's an ethical corporation out there, Murderbot has yet to find it. And if Barish Estranza can't have the planet, they're sure as hell not leaving without something. If that something just happens to be an entire colony of humans, well, a free workforce is a decent runner-up prize. But there's something wrong with Murderbot. It isn't running within normal operational parameters. Art's crew and the humans from preservation are doing everything they can to protect the colonist, but with Barish Estranza's sec unit heavy persuasion teams, they're going to have to hope Murderbot figures out what's wrong with itself and fast. Yeah, this plan is not going to work. <laughs> uh, you know, we'd all rather just watch Rise of the Sanctuary Moon, but instead <laughs> we're going to have to save all these humans. So Got to have to save all these, these humans again, getting yep. themselves in trouble. Uh, and then Mark pointed out that John Scalzi is the 2023 winner of the Robert A. Heinlein Ooh. Award, uh, which is bestowed for outstanding published works in science fiction and technical writing that inspire human exploration of space. And he will receive it at Balticon 2023. 
That is, of course, the Gaius Baltar Conference, where everyone dresses up like Gaius Baltar from Battlestar Galactica and then gives John Scalzi awards. Is that not right? Is it just in Baltimore? I think it might just be. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's also, is it a Gaius Baltar? I mean, you say Gaius, I say Gaius. Let's all (laughs) go to Baltimore. So so say we all, as Mark says. (laughs) So say we all. Uh, Although Gaius Gaius Balthazar sounds like a really fun Baltar. Like, I said Baltar, Baltar, not Balthazar. Baltar. Gaius Baltar. Don't make it like worse. A great pride parade in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, if anyone's confused, Baltimore is where Balticon is. Baltimore. Yeah, and we don't Thank know you. what, if any, connection it has to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> All right. Thank you for everyone who contributed uh, to the Quick Burns this week. Uh, if you want to <laughs> post something for future episodes, you can do so in the Quick Burns thread over on Goodreads or on the Quick Burns thread over on Discord. Always <laughs> popping over there. What Dwa- are you laughing at? Dwango, Baltimore, City of Baltars. <laughs> Is that not what it's named for? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's on the uh, the sign as you drive into town, right? Right. Because there's the one road that goes into Baltimore that you drive on, and there's the big sign. <laughs> Welcome to Baltimore. I can't, city I can't Baltimore. tell what's fact or fiction at this point. No, neither <laughs> can we. I'm so confused. All right. Anyway, let's move on to Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Uh, we have some connected responses uh, to our discussion about going off fiction in future picks. Uh, We're not doing it yet, but we love these ideas. Uh, Jan said, I think Sword and Laser is established enough to once a year or so go off the established format and do something aside from science fiction or fantasy novels, be it a biography or a movie or a novelization or whatever. By the way, does anyone here have any more suggestions for modern choose-your-adventure-style stories? The last ones I read were the old Lone Wolf books, to which Ruth replied... A suggestion for a choose-your-own-adventure story that's a full-length grown-up novel, Life's Lottery by Kim Newman. It's a novel set in England in the 12th century with social and political commentary on how seemingly random choices can have a big impact. It's structured as a choose-your-own-adventure. The first choice you have to make is whether you prefer Ilya Kurikan or Napoleon Solo. And there are some science fiction elements in there as well. So I'd say it's a laser book rather than a sword. This is great. I love this. Life's Lottery by Kim Newman. I I tried to find that in uh, bookshop.org and they didn't have it, which was, Hmm. I thought, odd. Uh, So I'll I'll link to the Goodreads thing, which is actually what Ruth linked to as well. Uh, So I don't know if that means it might be harder to get a hold of or if it's out of print or what. I I didn't look into it, but I was was intrigued by this, Ruth. Uh, Good good suggestion there. Thank you. And then Paul said, I think a good option for departing from the standard format could be astounding. John W. Campbell, Isaac Asimov, Robert A. Heinlein, L. Ron Hubbard, and the golden age of science fiction. It's a nonfiction book that doubles as a history of science fiction and many biographies of its prominent characters. I heard an interview with the author from Our Opinions Are Correct, and it apparently does not hold back on critiquing and highlighting the aspects of these men 
problematic aspects of these men, so it could be a fun read. I know Tom was favoring the fiction ideas, but he also seems to like the history of the genre Ooh, and its mm-hmm. characters, so maybe this would be a good way to get to know the old authors without having to read old and potentially problematic books. Interesting. I like that. I do like that. It's a great idea. All right. And then Tazzy Dave says, as for going off books for a sword and laser pick, we could do it as an extra credit suggestion on a semi-regular basis. Not an official pick, but more like the alternate says semi-official, but with its own section on the forum to discuss. So maybe a movie, a TV show pilot, graphic novel, video game, etc. Uh, and not everyone is going to join in, but it could make for fun discussions. The Last of Us TV show that started this week could be a worthy suggestion. Yeah, I mean, as far as the community goes, whatever y'all want to do, uh, uh, if you want to start threads in the Discord or, or Goodreads, uh, go for it. Uh, we always support alt picks like that. It's been yes. my general thing for the show that if we were going to talk about TV shows and movies, they should be based on the kinds of books we would read. Um, mm-hmm. And The Last of Us is not. It's based on uh, a video game. But don't let that stop you. It's a great show. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, um, is it too scary for me? I don't know. It's on the edge. Uh, there are mm-hmm. some scenes in episode two that I would say you would be, you knowing you as I do, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. You, that you would be like, nope, nope, I, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> But it's not like that most of the way. So I can't, I can't decide if you'd be like, okay, no, I just look away for a while and come back and you'd be fine. I did watch like a lot of the walking dead. Like, yeah. And it's basically up until, you know, season two of Negan jump scare wise. It's just the same. Uh, yeah. Makeup wise. (laughs) It's pretty gnarly, much more frightening. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for giving your honest opinion. Um, Seth says, I was really turned off when I first heard of AI audiobooks, Mm. uh, getting into a little bit of a different subject. Uh, But this discussion got me thinking a bit more broadly. So thanks for that. Here in Iowa and probably most states, there's a library for the blind that enlists volunteer readers to record things that would never otherwise be available in audio format. Stuff like school texts or academic papers. An AI that could read that sort of thing could be an outstanding breakthrough for access to non-sighted folks. Yeah, that was always uh, the 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 debate over DRM preventing uh, screen readers of Kindle books mm. and, and eBooks mm-hmm. uh, was was the fact that it reduced accessibility. So uh, that's that's a great point, Seth. Is that the, one of those uh, audiobook narrator things could make a lot more books available to a lot more people? Totally, very cool. All right. Thanks for everyone for sending in your ideas. Um, we're going to jump now into the book of the month discussion. Uh, we're going to start off by kicking off next month's pick, which will be non-spoilery. And then we will jump into potentially spoilery discussion of brightness falls from the air. Um, so just letting you know, so we'll talk about nettle and bone by T Kingfisher, and then we will jump into the wrap up episode. Hey, it's our second straight pseudonymous author. Ursula yeah, that was Vernon. not on purpose. <laughs> Ursula Vernon writes under the name T. Kingfisher. And what I thought was cool is it's because Ursula Vernon is an artist, has done a lot of uh, web comics, has done a lot of children's book work. And so wanted when she decided to start writing books for uh, grownups, uh, wanted there not to be confusion 
if somebody went to the store and was like, well, wait a minute, it's that kid's book author, but it's on, you know, it's on a grown up book. Uh, and so chose the name T Kingfisher, uh, to be the adult book name, uh, the books for grownups name. It's not an adult mm-hmm. book in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she yeah. says she picked the name partly because she loves the bird <laughs> Kingfisher and partly because of an Ursula K Le Guin joke that the initials UK could stand for Ulysses Kingfisher. Uh, and, uh, and both of those things are, are good enough reason on their own. So combined. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the story is very interesting. Uh, Mara is a third born daughter who's escaped being married away as a princess, but her sister did not. And after years of watching her sister suffer, Mara decides to rescue her, but to rescue her, she needs to build a dog of bones, sew a cloak of nettles and capture moonlight in a jar. And that's just the beginning of the story. Nice. Oh, I just realized that the bookshop.org is a sword and laser monthly pick. Like it's a sword and laser page. That's cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I ever noticed that before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what brought you to this book? Um, I had been hearing people discussing it for a while. It was, it was definitely on like a lot of best of 2020 lists And so I was kind of drawn to it. And then when I read the description, I was like, oh, I like that it kind of takes like existing tropes and kind of puts them, spins them on their head a little bit. Um, And I always just like a like, like powerful princess moment, Mm -hmm. you know, in in fantasy, Um, finding their voice, finding their power kind of deal kind of made me think of like, um, what was it? The Naomi Novik book. Um, that we've read a while back. Did we actually read that? I don't know if actually we did read that uprooted. Thank you. Tomahome. Um, uprooted is like a similar kind of vibe where a, a girl has to like go against big forces in her world to like save the people that she cares about. Yeah. Did we, um, I know we read Naomi Novik. Uh, it was uprooted. It was uprooted. Was it uprooted? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. And I know I read that book, so that makes sense. I just couldn't remember if we read it as a team or yeah, if, yeah. if I just read that on my own. We did. Um, cool. Yeah. So I just, it sounded appealing and I thought it would be, you know, something, something a little bit different and, and fun to read. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to download it on audible as soon as we get done here or possibly right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so close to finishing Robert Jackson Bennett's series. Um, the one that started with Lachlan's, um, on audible. No, in, oh, on Kindle on Kindle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to, like, you're going to try to finish getting, that first. I don't think I'm going to finish it in five days. No, okay. So I'll have to put it aside once again. This is the, the fate, the fate of the, 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 the book club aficionado always foundry side. Yeah. Thank you. But what's the most of the most recent one? I can't remember the name of the one I'm reading. The one you're right reading. Now. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Foundry side was the first one. And then I think shore shorelands maybe. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. <laughs> Somebody mad at me. You're like I'm reading it. That's what counts. <laughs> That's what I paid for it and I'm reading it. Yeah. Uh, Nettle oh. and bone, uh, is only nine hours as an audiobook. So that's, that's, uh, Absolutely doable within the next month. That's reasonable. I know we're right? a little late on the pick this month, but you, Foundry Side, it, sorry, Foundry Side, Shorefall, and Locklands. I'm in Locklands right Lachlan's. now. Locklands. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. 
Okay. Sorry, go ahead. You were saying. I no, I would that that's all I was saying. I was trying to buy you time to to remember. Oh, it, and I and you did. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's all on me for the late pick this month. I was traveling and I got totally just like mixed up in what time zone I was in and had a hard time picking. Were you so. traveling between all those different worlds like like in the Zelazny book? Yes. Yeah. That'll do it. Yes. Or like Rick and Morty. What's the book pick in Amber? The the reality that rules all the other realities. Um, Is it the same? It's probably. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably gets really meta and it's the book that is actually like. It's the book. It's It's the book about this book. Yeah. It's the one book book. that is the source of all the books. It's only one book. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Brightness Falls from the Air by James Tiptree Jr. Uh, is a book that none of you had, <laughs> had any opinions about. Uh, why are you so silent? Just, you know, don't be afraid to speak up. Uh, Can I just end the episode by saying Brightness Falls, falls from the, the Air was a book. is a book? Yeah. I uh, So last week I had re- been reading the book and I had thoughts and not all of them were positive. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I had thoughts and some of them were positive and some of them were negative. And some of the negative ones are very similar to the negative ones that other people had. Uh, but I looked in our discord and I saw very strong opinions about negative aspects of the book that left me feeling like I really didn't want to say anything for fear of saying the wrong thing. Uh, and so I didn't, say a lot of things. Uh, then we saw a Goodreads forum, uh, thread that was along the same lines. Uh, and I regretted picking the book at that point. Uh, Veronica made a post in that thread, uh, pointing a few things out. And a lot of people said, no, 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 calm down. We're, we're, we're not mad. Uh, and, and I feel better about it now. Uh, but I also think that there are people with such strong opinions that I, I still don't know that it's worth it to, to start, uh, examining, uh, parts. I just don't feel strongly about it enough to care. Yeah. Honestly, like it was the book to me aside, aside from that was fine. It was fine. Like there were uncomfortable moments for sure. I did not enjoy the torture of children. I did not enjoy the, the, or the way the Damiai are treated or yeah. Yeah. In general, the colonialism, the, a lot of it was not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, there were some, parts that were interesting, I guess. Um, but overall it just wasn't, it didn't leave enough of an impact on me to like feel a strong need to really get that into it. Yeah. And And I think that's okay. Normally I would explore like, okay, what are, what are the reasons that it, that it fell short? What are the things it tried to achieve and did achieve? Uh, that's what I like to do, but several of you made it clear that you don't care. Uh, you, you don't want to hear anything else. Uh, and, and that's fine. Then, then we'll just leave it there and try not to pick a book that causes you to feel that way again. (laughs) I mean, I kind of said that in my post, like, you know, we, we do our best. Like we, we don't have the ability to, to really do a deep dive into every book before we pick it and before we talk about it. And to me, that's always been the kind of fun part is like discovering things and, you know, finding books that I would have not picked otherwise, or, you know, finding themes that are interesting or different or unexpected, you know, didn't work out in this case, clearly. 
And yeah, I think it's the only, the safe only th- to say that we do not agree with the tenets of child pornography. Let's just put that out there in the world. Yeah, nor nor the exploitation of, of native populations. Like no, those uh, are either not one themes no. we agree with. We definitely um, do not support those. Uh, what I would say though is that I think some of the points of view aren't necessarily unassailable of, of, of the critiques of the book aren't necessarily unassailable. Um, but were put in a way that made it, made me feel that if you were even to question them, that it, it would fall on deaf ears. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I, 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 don't think picking a book by James Tiptree Jr. Even now, I don't think it's wrong. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of folks out there that are still discussing this book and, and do not feel this book is, is bad. Uh, thank you, Trike for pointing out that, that, you know, due diligence would not necessarily turn up some of the issues that, that some people raised. So I, I don't think that this was like, ah, you, you never should have picked a book by this author. Um, on the other hand, there are a lot of controversies around this author, many of them unproven, many of them speculative, but there's a lot of controversies around this author, uh, that I was not aware of when we picked it. So I'll, I'll wear that. And I think there were, there were some points that were made around, there's a lot of books that we read that have themes or things that happen in them that, you know, as a society, we accept as being immoral and wrong. And I think typically people want to feel like if those themes are in the book, there's a payoff for it. There's a reason why there's a strong connection Mm -hmm. that makes you say like, oh, I understand why the author is doing this. They're illustrating something for us. They're making us see something. And I think not enough people felt that they got that payoff or they understood the reasoning. And so it felt gratuitous and unresolved in a lot of ways. And so I I understand that. I understand the aspect. And some people were just like, no, if there's ever anything like this in a book, I would never read it. And so I don't necessarily, I, okay, that's, that's your perspective. That's your prerogative. Um, I, I tend to lean more on the side of like, you know, there's going to be shit in books sometimes. And, you know, there's probably a good social commentary reason why it's in that book. And it's going to be difficult to read, but hopefully I come away having learned something or changed in some way from it. Yeah. And I, I, I think, uh, there, there are people I've read out there who talk about that. There are points to this book, it, um, more on the colonial aspect of it, uh, than mm-hmm. other aspects of it, but that, you know, there are lessons to be learned and maybe you don't like the way they're made, or maybe you don't like the point that the author is making. Um, yeah. and, and that would normally be what I would like to talk about, uh, have that discussion yeah. yeah, is like, you know, what, what are those things and why, why does that work for some of us? And, and why does it not? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just still surprised that we can, we can read certain books, certain books we've read. I, I feel like are, are more graphic and worse than this. And that's not defending this. I'm just like, I, I, I was surprised at the, the, um, depth of resistance, the depth. Of- I mean, we all read the poppy war, right? Mm, yeah. And that's a great example because I still am not as affected by the poppy war as you were. Um, yeah. on the other hand, black leopard, red wolf <laughs> was, was also v- very intense 
in in and and lots of ways. Listeners uh, can't see me, but I'm making Chrissy Teigen at the award <laughs> show face right now. <laughs> like, <"Ugh."> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes in case you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I think we 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 talked about that a lot more than I think we were expecting to. Um, so thank you for the commentary. Thank you for people who did join in and have that discussion. I think that can continue happening in Goodreads if you're if you're interested. Um, yeah, we're just over here doing our best. You know, we're not, they're not gonna, all going to be winners. Um, and that's, that's kind of the point. We are often discovering things just as much as you are. So bear with us, give us a little grace and hopefully, you know, in the future, <laughs> we'll have fewer stories that are, are quite as uncomfy making, disturbing making in the right way. Wrong ways. I I don't know. I I mean, I I don't want us to to say we're going to back away from challenging stories. No, you're right. But at the the same time, we are never intentionally trying to pick something that will upset people. That's 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 not the reason. Nor do we want to pick a book because we want to support something awful. Um, That that's not the reason. So unless that something awful is John Scalzi. What are you trying to say about John You see Scalzi? what he makes? Do you see what he calls burritos? What? How can you support that? He he he'll roll up like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, put French fries in it, and call it a burrito. Man is sick. Listen, you got to separate the artist from the art. The man is sick. Okay? Yeah, uh, you should have that award taken from him. If if I were to write a story about a man that rolled up a peanut butter sandwich and called it a burrito, that would not mean that I supported that person. Uh, at oh, the same, we're getting into metal land at now. The same right. point. At the All same right. time, <laughs> just because John Scalzi rolls up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and calls it a burrito, doesn't mean the old man's war is bad. We'll have to continue this discussion at another time. <laughs> I need to think about this. I, I understand. I understand you feel very strongly and I respect that. And I don't want to push the discussion past that. I've already yeah. said too much. You've already said too much. All right, folks. Thank you so much to everyone who listens. Our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. If you want to learn more, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email feedback at swordandlaser.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at swordandlaser. And all of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser or over on our Discord. Come join us. We'll see you there. Bye. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.